Hallelujah. Well, without any further delay, Brother Ballinger is an incredible musician. He's an incredible preacher. And we have got them with us, hallelujah, for tonight and then again on Sunday. So put your hands together unto the Lord as he comes in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, let's give it to Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm glad to be in an apostolic church tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, let's lift our hands and love him. Yes, Lord, we appreciate the Holy Ghost. Appreciate the sweet touch of heaven. Praise the Lord. We appreciate God's goodness tonight. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Appreciate being able to worship. Thank God for every song that has been sung. Thank God for every hand raised and every voice lifted. And I thank God for the prayer meeting we had before service tonight. I believe in that kind of prayer meeting. There's nothing like good old fashioned talking in tongues, letting the fire burn. Setting the stage for an apostolic service. Oh, somebody rejoice with me tonight. I'm glad for apostolic praying. Got an old song where I'm from that said, I like that old time singing and shouting. I like that old time way. I like that old time preaching, praying, singing, shouting. I like that old time way. And when you have prayer like we had prayer before church, it gets the job done. It gets the job done. Praise God. Praise God, somebody. It's good to be in church tonight. And uh, we give all the saints of God honor. And we're thankful to be here. We give honor to your pastor, Pastor Mayo and Sister Mayo. We're thankful for them. And, and I pray that God would help me to be a blessing to this church and to them while they are away. And uh, I just feel something on my heart tonight. A very simple message. I want to read four verses of Scripture, starting with the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter book of Matthew chapter number 5, and then we will go to Acts chapter number 1. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to have my wife and my children with me tonight. Thank God for family. I'm glad my children love the Lord. Praise God. My daughter got the Holy Ghost at five years old. Boy, got the Holy Ghost at eight years old. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody said, well, they're young, they're young, they're young. If they're old enough to talk, they're old enough to talk in tongues. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter number five, very familiar, very simple. But the Bible said in verse number six, Jesus spoke and said, blessed 
are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Everybody say, they shall be filled. They shall be filled. The book of Acts, chapter number 1. Acts chapter 1. Verse number 5. Acts chapter 1 and verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. He said, ye shall be baptized. Somebody say, ye shall be baptized. Amen. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ in its application to our life. The plan of salvation. Acts 2 and 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, ye shall receive. Ye shall receive for the promises unto you and to your children. And all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Matthew 5 and 6, he said, they shall be filled. Acts 1 and 5 said, ye shall be baptized. Acts 2, 38 said, ye shall receive. Amen. I just want to preach a very simple message. And I want to tell somebody tonight that you can receive a miracle. You can receive a miracle. Let's lift our hands and thank the Lord tonight. Glory to God. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of the Lord. You know, when you get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, the first thing you want to do is call folks and tell them about what has happened to you. You want, you want to call some, somebody and tell them uh, about your experience. I had a friend of mine. Uh, his name is James. James was a man that uh, him and his wife used to go to the nightclubs where I was uh, playing music when I was a teenager. And they were older. They would be on the dance floor and they would dance. And they would, uh, they would just seemingly have such a great time. And, you know, uh, with some of us younger folks said if we ever grow up and decide to get married, we wanted to be like James and his wife Peggy because it seemed like they were so much in love. Well, one day somebody told me something about James that I never did know. They said James used to be a Baptist preacher and used to pastor a Baptist church. I don't know what it was about that that intrigued me so much, but I wanted to know a little bit about that. James was a partier. James was a man that after the club shut down at 2 a.m., we'd go back to their house, play music until the wee hours of the morning, and him and his friends, they'd go upstairs, and they'd smoke dope, and I'd be downstairs. I didn't want the dope. I wanted the music. The music was my drug, and and so, but, you know, one day I went to James. I said, James, they told me you used to pastor a Baptist church. He said, yes, I did. I said, why are you not doing that now? He said, you know, let's tell you this a few years ago. He said, you know, I got to thinking that I could drink me a little bit of whiskey. And I just, 
you know, I felt like nothing was wrong with it. He said, my folks in my church, uh, they didn't want me drinking whiskey. And I told him there wasn't nothing wrong with social drinking. And so, you know, he lost uh, his parishioners. Of course, you can tell that's many years ago. Times have changed as far as people's mentality and concept about drinking. But so he, 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 he lost the Baptist church and, and, and got into this music. He didn't really play music, but he was a, a, an avid listener of music and, and studier of music, and student of music. And so, you know, when I got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, years later, I decided, you know, the, that first week of my newfound experience that I was going to call everybody that I knew that I thought believed the Bible because I wanted them to experience the same Holy Ghost salvation that I had. And so I called James on the phone and I said, James, oh man, you ain't going to believe what happened to me. He said, what's that? I said, I got baptized in Jesus' name at a Pentecostal church and I got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. You know what James said? He said, wonderful. They all said, wonderful. They all did. My manager said, wonderful. Mama said, wonderful. The only thing is that wonderful turned into a different word when I told him I just wasn't going to be going back to them same places and singing them same songs. He said, wonderful. I said, James, the only reason I'm calling you is because, you know, I just believe that this is what you need. He said, let's have a Bible study. I said, let's have a Bible study. We had a Bible study, and you know what? At the end of the Bible study, James told me, this is a true story. It's going to be hard for some folks to believe. But James told me, he said, you know what? He said, I've heard this before. He said, it wasn't long after I quit pastoring that Baptist church, somebody met me and told me the same thing that you're telling me now. They told me about this Holy Ghost speaking in tongues and Jesus' name baptism. And, and, and he said, I started going down to that apostolic church. I said, James, did you really? He said, yes, I did. I said, well, did you ever get the Holy Ghost? He said, no. He said, I went to the altar, and I did everything that those crazy folk told me to do, and I never did get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. He said, I just came to the conclusion in my mind that everybody can't get the Holy Ghost and just like they got it in the Bible. Amen. But you know what I told James? I said, James, I said, I don't know what happened to you, but I know that everybody can get the Holy Ghost just like they got it in the Bible. Jesus said, whosoever is born of the Spirit, you're going to hear a sound. And you know what James, my old friend, told me, said, you know, I'm just going to have to agree to disagree. I said, well, I said, I love you, but you know I got the word of the Lord on my side, and, and, and man, this is what you need. So he said, I love you too, man. And, and, and he hung up the phone, and he was, he, uh, he was from Monroe, Louisiana. His wife was from a little town called Roxy, Mississippi. Of course, I knew them. They were in Raleigh, North Carolina, but in the process of time, years passed. And I got called to preach, started preaching revivals, and James and Peggy had moved back down to, to Mississippi. And uh, I got called to preach a revival down there. And, and, you know, I was an hour away from where James lived. I called him. I said, James, man, we're having revival at this Pentecostal church. I want you to come be in revival with us. He said, okay. He said, I'll try to be there. Only thing about it was, this is no exaggeration, it was an hour away from where he lived, and you can't get a GPS signal 
out there where that Pentecostal church is located because it's in the middle of nowhere, literally. You get on a country road that used to be gravel not too many years ago, ain't too much more than gravel now, and you go out in the woods, and in the middle of nowhere is this big old, beautiful, Holy Ghost, apostolic church. He said, I'm going to try to be there. And I thought to myself, well, <laughs> it's going to take a miracle if you're going to try to be there. And so somebody told me, uh, listen to this old preacher. And, and there was a preacher, somebody give me an old preaching tape of a man by the name of Elder Verbal Bean. And uh, Verbal Bean was preaching on that tape. And, 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 you know, I was so young in the ministry and naive uh, to think that if he could do it, we could do it. Amen. And so, you know, I got to thinking. I heard Verbal Bean say on that tape, he said he prayed for a man one time that somebody said they wanted him to come to revival and get the Holy Ghost. And Brother Bean told him, said, well, let's pray that God brings him to church. And then pray, pray that for a little bit, and then pray God let him feel something when he gets here. And then he said, God, bring him to the altar. And then he said, pray that he'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'd heard this tape. I was so young in the ministry. I was so naive not to believe that if God could do it for an elder 50 years ago, brother, he could do it for us today. Praise God. I got up early that morning. About 5 o'clock, got an old bottle of anointing oil. And I went up down and up down those aisles in that Pentecostal church. And I started anointing every pew in the name of the Lord. God, bring James to church today. God, bring James to church today. Early that Sunday morning. God, bring James to church. Hey, let him feel something when he gets here. Let him feel something when he gets here. Let him feel something. Hey, God, bring him to the altar. God, God, bring him to the altar. God, baptize him with the Holy Ghost. Let him know that he can get the Holy Ghost, just like the Bible said. That it's not for a select few. That it's not for a spiritual elite. But it is for whosoever will. The same gospel, amen, for them in Alabama is the same gospel that will work in Spokane, Washington, and all over the world. It's for everybody. 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 It's for everybody. Anybody believe that tonight? Somebody help me praise the Lord and thank God for truth. Thank God for truth tonight. Glory to God. Amen. Sunday morning service came, and I told the preacher about my friend I was looking for. Well, I got to hurry up. I got a long ways to go, a short time to get there. We were sitting up there. You know, worship service was going. I was looking for my friend. He never did walk through the door before prayer, by prayer meeting and before church started. About middle way through the worship service, in come James and Peggy. I knew he had to get lost. Amen. Back in them little roads. Hey, you know what? Don't ever in our life, we ought not to ever get it in our mind that we can figure out where God is and where God is not. You'd be surprised where God's working. You'd be surprised on the people that God's dealing with. You'd be surprised. I'm just telling you tonight, amen, we ought not to sit in the seat of the scornful, amen, and look down our nose and judge anybody. Hey, he's for the country folk. He's for the city folk. He's for everybody, all over the world, brother. I said all over the world. And I know the devil don't like it, but it's true anyhow. 
Glory to God, he came walking in, and you know what my faith did? My faith began to rise because I felt like if God brought him to church, amen, God could answer every other prayer that I've been praying for that man. He told me, I just don't believe that everybody can get it, amen. But you know what? God's got a way of making, God's got a way of making doubters turn into believers. The Bible said when the spirit of truth is come, he would convince the world of sin. That means he is able to let you know where you're at and where you're not. You can argue with some folk till you're blue in the face. Amen. But brother and sister, if you can get them into an apostolic service. If you just get them where the Spirit of God's moving, amen, Jesus said in John the 16th chapter, he said, I can let them know. He walked in, and I leaned over to the preacher. I said, that's my friend. Amen, that's my friend. Amen, and you know what? To my surprise, during worship service, James was standing in the aisle with his hands raised, tears streaming down his face. No lie, no exaggeration, not stretching it. Amen. I looked at the preacher. I said, I don't want to waste an opportunity. Do you mind if we go down and pray for my buddy right now? He said, let's go pray for him. Amen. As God is my witness, as soon as we laid hands on him, he began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Look at his wife and said I didn't know I could get it amen but you can receive a miracle I said you can receive a miracle I said you can that devil is alive oh let's lift our hands and worship the Lord he cut I don't know where you're at. I don't know. I don't know what you've been going through. Amen. But our God's still a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He can do anything, brother. I said he can do absolutely anything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Had a lady that I knew. Her name was Miss Flora. Oh, yeah, Miss Flora. Praise God. I got to drink me a little bit of water. Miss Flora, 1983, never been to church in her life, listening to a gospel radio program. Amen. Got under conviction, started crying, got in a car with her sister. She never did learn to drive. Sister drove her, said, I need you to take me to a church. I need to get right with God. She didn't know where to go. She started praying. Praise. She started praying, God. Lead me to the right place. Amen. They pulled up to the first church of the dignified, sophisticated folks. Amen. And this was her testimony. She said, God, is this where I'm supposed to be? And she said she felt something that told her no. They backed out, went down to the charismatic church. Amen. Went to the parking lot, prayed the same prayer. God, is this where I'm supposed to be? And she felt that same spirit that said no. She had never been to any church in her life. Amen. Pulled up at the first Pentecostal church in that town she lived in. 
amen, got on to the parking lot. Amen. They parked the car, and this was her words, not mine. Amen. She said, I watched those people get up out of their car and make their way from their vehicle to the church door, walking across the parking lot. And she looked at her sister and said, I don't know how to explain it. She said, but those folks have what I need. You can stay here or go in with me. But I got to go in that Pentecostal church. She went inside of there. Amen. Told me she couldn't wait for the preacher to stop preaching because all she wanted to do was get down to the altar. Amen. And get her soul satisfied. Went down to the altar, wept and cried, repented of her sin, got baptized in Jesus' name. And, and she was known to have faith. Kids in the neighborhood, they was all playing. You know, little kid come up and say, Miss Flora, I don't feel good. Miss Flora, she'd grab hold of them, amen, and she'd go to praying for them and believe in God. And uh, she told me the first time she ever remembers speaking in tongues, amen, was two weeks after she was baptized in Jesus' name. She got a phone call from a lady who had a daughter named Miss Clara Ward. Miss Clara, Clara was 16 years old. She was a friend of Flora's daughters. They went to the same school, and Clara was driving her car across a train track, and a train came and hit her car, tore up the car, tore up her body, and they rushed her to the emergency room in Wake Medical Center in Raleigh, and uh, Miss Flora said that they called her and said, pray for our daughter. Pray for our daughter. And so, you know, Miss Flora, she got in her, in, in her car, had somebody drive her to the hospital. She had just been baptized in Jesus' name two weeks. And uh, she went up in the hospital room, and uh, Clara's mama uh, looked at her and said, they've given her no hope. They said, there's nothing we can do. She's not going to be able to survive. She, she's not going to be able to live through this. And so Flora began to pray in that hospital room. Amen. Praise God, somebody. Woo. Hey, I feel sorry for folk that don't believe God can work anywhere and everywhere for whosoever will. People ain't got the revelation of what they're missing. I'll take this, I'll take that, I'll take that preacher, I'll take this one, but I ain't going to have this one, I ain't going to have that. Brother, we want it all. We want it all. Hallelujah. And so she said she prayed in there for a little while, and, and, and this was her words to me. She said she felt like she needed to go somewhere else and pray. She went down to the hospital chapel and got in there and got down on her knees at the hospital chapel and prayed, cried, until and, and she felt like she couldn't pray no more. She got up, walked out the door. She told me that she got halfway between the altar and the door, and a voice spoke to her and said, Go back and pray again. She turned around went back to the altar, got back down on her knees, and this was her words. Lord, I don't even know how to pray. She said at that moment, something hit her, and she began to speak it in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance, baptized afresh with the Spirit of God. She said, first time I ever remember speaking in tongues, amen, stayed there at that altar 
and prayed and prayed and prayed. She got up and went back into that room where Miss Clara, 16-year-old girl, laying on the bed. And she said, Clara, you're getting out of this bed in the name of Jesus. And you know what God did? God reached down, healed her body, raised her up, and she's alive today. I can give you Claire's phone number and she'll tell everybody that God gave me a miracle. I want to tell somebody tonight, it don't matter what mountain you've been facing. It don't matter the opposition that the devil has thrown in your life. It may be a sickness. It may be a disease. It may be an addiction. Amen. But you can receive a miracle. You can call her tonight. She tells everybody, God, raise me up. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. I got to hurry up. But, you know, I was preaching revival one time. We're just bragging on Jesus tonight. Hey, I'm not going to let some kind of no good lying devil try to convince me not to get up and say something. You know what? There's too many good Pentecostal saints, amen, that are afraid and and intimidated because some carnal person. You better tell it, brother. You better tell it, sister. If God has ever done anything for you, you ought to stand up and square your shoulder. Open up your mouth and be a witness and tell somebody what God has done. My God help me, Holy Ghost. Woo. Preaching this revival one time, I was down, down in this little church. And last night a revival, there was a man, his wife came, and uh, he, he was a Baptist preacher. And uh, he had just got the revelation of Jesus' name. Got baptized in Jesus' name and got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Some of y'all are so nervous because I said the word Baptist. You're looking at one country preacher. I don't believe in muzzling the ox while he treadeth out the corn. I'm, we're not trying to offend nobody. We're just trying to tell it like it is. If you can't speak the truth in love, don't say it. God knows I love every one of them. I've seen what God's done for too many of them. I know what God's done for me. And I was on my way to hell, brother. Man, this man got up and testified last night of revival. Had just got the Holy Ghost. Just been rebaptized in Jesus' name. Preached to his congregation this wonderful, beautiful message of truth. His wife had repented. His wife had been baptized in Jesus' name, but she had not got the Holy Ghost. And he got up to testify. The pastor said, won't this good man to testify? He got up, told his story real quick, and uh, said, I got the Holy Ghost. Amen. I got rebaptized in Jesus' name. And he said, I just feel like prophesying. He said, my wife's been baptized in Jesus' name. But she ain't got the Holy Ghost yet. 
And he said, I just believe that before this service is over with, amen, that she could be up front at that altar and the power of God could surge through her being and fill her with the glory of the Spirit and she can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You don't want to know what happened? Amen. Just that happened. She came to the altar and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. I got to quit. I don't have time to tell you about. Uh, y'all, anybody in this place tonight could stand up and tell testimonies of things that God's done for them. There ain't no telling of the stories that could be told if every saint of God could stand up and testify tonight. And, uh, but, you know. I tell you, the Lord can do anything. I got the Holy Ghost, and uh, I started believing God. People thought I had lost my mind. They really did. Some folks still think I've lost my mind. Some folks that claim to be Pentecostal. <laughs> Woo! I like the real thing. And, 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 and so, you know, you know, I got in church, and... and uh, <laughs> The Lord blessed me. I had I had a record contract, and uh, and all of that crazy stuff, and God delivered me out of all of that. Had a worldly CD come out, and I'm not going to tell my whole testimony. It's really this this quick story is not a, about what God did for me, but but to anyways. So I didn't have any money. I had no way to make a living. God brought me back to my roots. Started working on a farm. Big old farm. And, uh, but you know, God made a way. I was in the church about a year. And, and it was just a miracle. But I had, and I don't have time to tell all the details, but it was a miracle. God, God knew. I said, you know, I, I've been singing this world of music and giving the devil everything that I had, you know. And, and, and when I went to that altar and repented, I said, God, if you'll help me, I'll give you more than what I gave to the devil. Praise God. Hey, that's a, that's a big promise to keep. Because when we go to the nightclubs, brother, we would go seven nights a week, and we'd start at 9 o'clock, and we wouldn't get out to 2 a.m. And only took two 15-minute breaks. And I said, God, I'll give you more. Well, that's kind of hard promise to keep when we only have church an hour and a half. Man won me to God, said he never knew a Sunday night service that got out. Before 11 o'clock. Anyway, I'm just preaching truth tonight. And uh, so that's all I knew about Pentecost. I didn't know any, any, I didn't know anything else. So God made a way. I wanted to record a gospel CD. Just to, you know, leave something for my kids, you know. And uh, so God made a way. God made a way and, and gave me some money. And, and, and so I was able to go to, back to Nashville, and, and, uh, and there was a church there, record a gospel CD. I was leaving Nashville, and I got to hurry up. But Interstate 40 is the only way you can go, really, to make any sense. It's really the only way you go from 
Tennessee to North Carolina. So I was leaving. I had just recorded this gospel CD. I only been in church a little over a year. And there was a rock slide on Interstate 40. Closed the interstate down. They said, the only way you're going to get home is you got to go back down through Georgia and, and, and go through South Carolina and go that way. And you know what? I believe, I'm, I just believe, God will cause a rock slide just for the sake of one soul. I believe that. I got down through Georgia, and I was in that little old truck I had, only thing I had to drive. And, uh, man, and uh, I had all these tracks. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, these pamphlets, you know, tracks. Baptism, in, I had them all in my glove box. And I was, I pulled up at a service station right in, 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 in a place about 30 miles from Augusta, Georgia. I can't remember, Thompson, Thompson, Georgia. There's a truck stop, stopped to get gasoline. You know, I would have never went that way if it wasn't for this rock slide. And so here I am getting gas, you know, walking in the, the truck stop, giving them my money, turning around, and there was a, a truck that was parked at the service station over there on another pump. And it was this old man had overalls on and had holes in his breeches leg come walking up to me. said, man, I have run out of gas. That's my truck. Can you help me out? Well, I've been in the world. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of folks, they just want to get money out of you. But I had just got the Holy Ghost. So I believed in helping everybody. The only problem was I didn't have no money. <laughs> I had just spent almost everything that I had to make this CD, right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever. All I had was enough to get home. And so I said, you know, man, I'm so sorry. Now, I had, I had my debit card. I only had a few dollars. I had no cash. But I only had enough gas money in my checking account to get back home. And so I said, man, I'm so sorry. I want to help you. I want to help you. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but I know a God that can work a miracle for you right now. He said, I believe the Bible. I said, awesome. We got to talking about the Bible. And this man knew some scripture. He knew some scripture. And I started talking to him about what I used to be and playing music in the world and God got a hold of me and, and all that and talking to him about the Holy Ghost and Jesus' name, baptism. And, and we're in the heat of this conversation. And somebody pulls up behind me and they roll their window down. And they said, hey, man, you still need some gas? We'll, we'll get you some. So he went over there, over there to this car. They walked inside. I went to my glove box. And I got out all these tracks. One of them was on water baptism. I put them in my pocket. One of them was on Acts 2.38. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe the promise is yours? Some of you have been in church a long time. Maybe you remember them tracks. And uh, anyway, I put them in my pocket. I text me and my wife. We wasn't married. We was talking. And uh, I text her. I said, I want you to pray because... I used to believe God for crazy stuff. People thought I had lost my mind. I, I texted her. I said, 
I believe that God is getting ready to fill this man at the gas station with the Holy Ghost. And I texted her. I said, I want you to pray. And so, no, no exaggeration. The man walks out, starts pumping some gas in his truck, walks over to me and said, do you have any literature about what you were talking to me about? I said, it just so happens I do. And I'm going out of Amen. And so I walked over to his truck, and, and I thought, you know what, people, we've heard it all our life. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I said, you know what, I may not have enough money to get back home. I said, you know what, I, I'll give you $10 on my debit card. So I swiped my debit card. Well, and I know this is going to sound silly and off the wall to, to some folks tonight, but this is exactly the way it happened. This man had a bumper sticker on his back window. And this bumper sticker said, speak the language. <laughs> well, I didn't know what that was. And some of you hunters may know what that is. I know we're in, on the west side, but <laughs> there's people out here that go turkey hunting. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They got a brand of turkey calls, and, and, and their, their logo or their, their phrase is speak the language. Well, I did not know that. I wasn't an outdoorsman then like I try to be now. Praise God. And so you may, and some folks may call it silly, but I just took that bumper sticker as a confirmation in my spirit that God was getting ready to fill this man with the Holy Ghost. Don't despise the day of small things. Amen. And we all not try to figure everything out. Amen. If it don't fit in our little box, brother. I took it as a confirmation God was getting ready to fill this man with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I said, you know what? His name was Williams. I remember his last name, Mr. Williams. And uh, I said, Mr. Williams, I said, there's two reasons that we met here tonight. And I said, I believe that God put us here together for a specific purpose. Two reasons. And uh, so, you know, I said, let's go over to my truck. And I had an old Thompson chain Bible. Praise God. Preacher gave it to me. And uh, I got this Bible out. And uh, we started reading. And he said, do you believe I asked him, do you believe the Bible? He said, yes. And he had already quoted me some scripture. I said, well, let's read it. And so I opened up the scripture to the word of the Lord in the book of Acts, the 19th chapter, where Paul, finding certain disciples, he asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? I said, the first thing that he wanted to know is have they been filled with the Holy Ghost? And so I said, do you believe that? He said, yes, I believe that. Praise God. We kept on reading about baptism. And he said, uh, they, they, they said in, in the scripture, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And then he said, under what then were you baptized? And they said, under John's baptism. And, and Paul said unto them, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto them that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said, Mr. Williams, I said, one reason that God put us together here tonight is he wants you to take upon his name in a watery grave of baptism. Do you believe that? 
And you know what he said? He said, it's right there in the Word of God. I can't help but believe it. I want to tell somebody tonight, if that can be your mentality, if that can be your concept, that if the Bible said it, I'm going to take it at face value. I'm not going to try to argue with it. Those are the folks that receive miracles. Those are the folks that see the miraculous. You know what this man did? I'm not exaggerating. Not one bit. He turned around. I know what he was doing. Walked over there to the trash can. You know these truck stops. They got these big old trash can. They got these lids. He took the lid off. I'm watching it. I don't know what he's doing. Takes the lid off. Gets the bag in his hand. Pulls the bag out. Said, you reckon I can get baptized in this? <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. And you know what? If I had to do it different, I probably would have baptized them in that. <laughs> because you know what? This baptism thing, it's not a take it or leave it. Amen. It's so important that the Philippian jailer got baptized in the same hour of the night that God delivered Paul and Silas. Amen. You know what? We don't need to think about it and wonder about it. We don't need to quarrel with it. Amen. If the Word of God said it, just do it. And I firmly believe with everything in my spirit tonight that the reason that God, amen, did such a work for this man is because he had that kind of mentality and attitude. Now think about it. There's people out there, they're, out there, they're, they're pumping gasoline. They're, they're watching everything that's going on. And, uh, and so I said, you know, Mr. Williams, I said, we'll find you a good church and a good preacher to baptize you in Jesus' name. And... Uh, and I said, yeah, we'll, we'll get all that taken care of. He said, well, what's the other reason? I said, well, we need to just read that scripture. And the Bible said, after when they heard this, in verse number 5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Paul laid his hands upon them, and they received the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues. I said, Mr. Williams, I said, it's the will of God tonight that you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And speak in other tongues, just like it happened right here in the Bible. And I said, do you believe it? He said, it's in the Word of God. I can't help but believe it. He said it twice. I said, you know what we need to do? We need to pray right now. We need to repent, right? I said, I can't repent for you, and you can't repent for me. I said, I'm going to pray, but you need to pray. And you need to lift up your hand. Let's ask God to forgive us. Let's ask God. You know what? Amen. He said, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm ready for a brand new life. Amen. I want something different in my life. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Tears began to flow down his face. After a few minutes of repenting like that, I said, Mr. Williams, I said, how do you feel? He said, I feel good. I said, you're fixing to feel a whole lot better. Praise God, somebody. I said, you're fixing to feel a whole lot better. I said, amen, if you believe God's forgiven you, amen, and you really want the Holy Ghost and you believe this Bible, amen, lift up your hands and just tell God thank you for the Holy Ghost. Amen. As God is my witness, he lifted up his hands. He said, God, I want to thank you for the Holy Ghost. Within 30 seconds, this man was speaking in a heavenly language. 
If you need a healing in your body, if you need the Holy Ghost, if you need deliverance, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, hey, you can receive a miracle. Somebody lift your hands with me tonight. You can receive a miracle. You know, sometimes in order for some folks to get a miracle, they've got to stand in direct opposition of carnal, negative, pessimistic thinking. I'm just telling somebody tonight that if you really want something different in your life, you got to throw everything out. you got to quit worrying about what anybody thinks about you. I'm not worried about what a backslider thinks. I'm not worried about what a cold person or a lukewarm or an indifferent. Hey, we were sitting, we were standing there. He was speaking in tongues. People, they were pumping their gas looking at us. True story. A sheriff car. Can't make this up. Sheriff car came in real slow behind me, drove up, parked in the parking space right in front of the door. I said, You know what? I want to be like Paul and Silas, but not tonight. I said, Give me your number, Mr. Williams. He said, All right. I, he got, I got his number, amen, and I got in my truck, and I got on that interstate, and I started driving, Lord forgive me, 80 miles an hour. They don't have 80 or 75 or 80 in, in, over there. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, you know, I called Mr. Weem. He said, I never thought that I could feel God so much at a gas station to speak in tongues. Hey, they can get the Holy Ghost anywhere. We are the church. I said, you and I, we're the church. We're the one that's supposed to bring it to them. Take it to the street. Take it to the street. Take it to the street. Tell your friends. Tell your, tell everybody. It don't matter where they're at. It don't matter where they're from. It don't matter what their background is. I want to tell everybody in the house, you can receive a miracle. I'm almost done. Musicians, why don't y'all come up and help me? Give me some of that red hot devil stomping music. Amen. I want something that just kicked the devil in the teeth tonight. I said, I want something that kicked the devil in his teeth tonight. It may be a Tuesday night, brother, but I'm telling you, God's the same today, yesterday, and forever. I'm driving 80 miles an hour down. This is a true story. I'm driving 80 miles an hour down the interstate. I got to looking over in that seat, and I did not see my Bible. My friend gave me that Bible. He was a preacher. He's not with us no more. He's in heaven. He gave me this Bible. And I said, I, I need to make sure I got this Bible. I got out, walked over to the side. I looked everywhere. I looked under the seat, looked in the back. 
thought, you know, I must have left this Bible sitting on top of the gas pump. I got to have that Bible. Praise God. It was a little bitty truck sat very low to the ground. And I, this true story, I, I'm looking everywhere. And, and I get out. I stand up. You can see the roof. And my Bible was sitting on top of the roof of that truck. And I had just drove 80 miles an hour for about 10 to 15 miles. I'm just telling you, it don't matter what it is. It may seem little. It may seem large. Somebody lift your hands right now and worship the Lord. Somebody lift your hands and praise God with me tonight. In the name of Jesus, somebody worship God tonight. You came to this church and needed something in your life. I want to tell you tonight, you can receive a miracle. Why don't you begin to step out? Amen. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Make your way down that aisle. And get down to this front and say, God, I still believe you. God, my faith is in you. My trust, my hope, my confidence in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice. You ought to make your way down this aisle. Amen. With a heart full of rejoicing and singing and worshiping and praising. Because somebody here tonight, if you can believe it, you can receive it. If you can believe it, you can have it. Amen. Somebody may need a healing in their body. Somebody need, might need a financial miracle. Somebody may be needing to be delivered out of drugs. Amen. But whatever it is, lift up your voice tonight. I need some Holy Ghost saints of God that will help me pray and believe. Amen. It's time to pray and believe. It's time to pray and believe. Somebody talking tongue. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. God's getting ready to move a mountain to somebody in the name of Jesus. He can't tell you about it. 